0: Hi there. Welcome to my podcast. My name is Mike Bankhead. I am a bass player and songwriter from the Jam City, Dayton, Ohio. Today's episode features another artist from the Jam City. It is Mariah J, a wonderfully talented singer and songwriter. It's really a privilege to have her with me today on... You Could Be My Aramis podcast. We talk about her latest album. We get into her creative process. And I'm going to invite you to come to a show that she is playing in August. Let's get to the conversation. Hey there, Mariah J. Hey. I have so much to ask you and so little time. How about, How about let's start. I'll let you talk. Tell the people who are listening who you are. Cause I know who you are. Let's, let's tell everyone else who you are.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm gonna preface. What I'm going to say first with, I can't be put in a box of <laughs> so many different things. And it's so funny because someone actually asked me that question earlier this week. And I had to ask a friend, like, how do I even answer this because I feel like I'm so many different things, but um, I found a way to answer that with, right now presently i am a singer songwriter um i would also say that i am a cultural strategist as well um i'm also an artist disruptor um yeah and i'm just an overall creative being
0: how do you find the time to be all those things
1: How do I find the time to be all of those things? Um, Well, I've had to um, sort of like reprioritize the things that I like give my attention to. So um, it doesn't really feel like it's a lot of work, although at times it can be. But um, yeah, I think that's just where i find the time to be all of these things because that's just where my heart is at the moment. So singing and performing, you know, is something that is top priority for me and then as well as just being a cultural strategist, cultural worker, that is just something that i'm also very passionate about and it also aligns with just what it means for me to be an overall artist.
0: So yeah. Since you just released an album we'll talk about the music stuff today but i do want to have you back on a future episode to talk about the cultural strategist stuff and mm-hmm. the disruptive stuff yeah. uh, but starting with the fact that you're a singer songwriter first how did you learn how to sing
1: i like that question yeah i learned how to sing um in different ways i grew up in the church so i was in my church choir um so that really helped and supported, you know, shaping my voice and um, just being consistent, you know, with, um, you know, growing my voice and, and training it. Um, and then also, I actually told somebody this a couple of days ago, too. Um, my mom, one Christmas, bought me this really cool, shiny red boom box. And she bought me all of these different CDs, most of them, if not all of them, I think all of them were (laughs) gospel CDs. And, um, yeah, I would just, um, you know, sit in my room, put a CD in and, um, sing along with the songs and, um, and got to a point where I knew all of the lyrics to every song on every CD that she bought me that Christmas. And yeah, I would just spend hours in my room singing into a fake flashlight (laughs) um, or a a, a flashlight that was a fake mic. And I would just sing. So um, really through choir and then just through um, just singing all of the time at such a young age.
0: Uh, how did you go from singing all the time to actually making your own songs?
1: Yeah, as I think hmm, there was a piano in my room. Um, I want to say as early as when I was like six or seven. Um, and at one point I did start taking piano lessons. Um, so I kind of knew how to play the piano um a little bit and so I would just sit at the piano and start like creating my own songs um and melodies and things like that so that practice I think started at such a young age and at the time I don't think I mean I did want to be a singer but at the time that obviously was not like oh I'm gonna put out an album one day like I never actually like thought about that um But I think that at a young age, that was just something that I always liked to do. And so I would say I started actually. I would consider myself a professional singer, um, probably, I would say like towards the end of 2018, that was when I was like, I'm taking this serious and I actually want to create my own music and my own projects and things of that nature.
0: Perfect segue, because you just dropped a brand new project, an album called Unfolding, Nine Tracks. Talk to me about that.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, I just put out my album. It came out Friday, June 24th, 2022, and uh, it's called Unfolding, and um, it's really... All about me just exposing uh, myself, honestly, um, in a lot of different ways exposing my heart, exposing real life experiences and challenges that I've, you know, gone through and um, honestly come out on the other side triumphant. Um, It's exposing lessons from those challenges and experiences. Um, And a lot of these experiences and challenges relate to just, you know, my, uh relationships um that i've had with friends um you know intimate partners you know relationships with the world in general and yeah just um it's just me like i'm low key telling my business <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot of storytelling but i'm also just telling my business um as a way of exposing my testimony and yeah that that is uh i think a nice uh synopsis of what unfolding is in in like all
0: when i listen i kept trying to figure out whether you were talking about yourself or somebody else in some of these songs and i think for a listener that's going to be one of the interesting approaches to take is to try to determine that mm. like I mean, before I put the record button, I quoted your lyric from the first track to that almost feels like you were talking to yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Now what else? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think I go, ba- I go back and forth all throughout the album of talking about things outside of myself and then actually like talking about Mariah and, you know, those moments where I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like calling myself out. So, yeah, it's definitely a back and forth.
0: How long did it take you to make Unfolding?
1: Uh, I have to think about the songs that are on the album. I would say, and actually, this is a similar time frame that it took me to make my first project, actually. But the songs that are on this project, I wrote in a matter of, I would say, wrote and recorded. In a matter of like six months,
0: all right. So, I this is your opportunity to tell people how talented you are with who produced this.
1: Um, so it is produced by um five other producers. So, the first track, now what else I actually produce, it's kind of a simple you know,
0: uh, production, oh, but it's sounded I, complex to me, I couldn't do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh uh, um, let me not downplay myself no Thank don't you I'm trying. i appreciate it
0: you should, i, I produced that it. track that's what you need to say
1: <laughs> yes i produced that track the very first track that you hear i produced <laughs> um but other producers that are also on the album are uh, michael breslin um who's from dayton vintage vibes who is from st louis i have uh sun swift um I actually I w- I was in Atlanta and I was uh, doing some work down there and I came in contact with um, his music production when I was in Atlanta. So but I think he's in Texas. Um, but yeah, Sunswift. And then I have E Black. He's from uh, Dayton. And then I also have um, uh, Slick, who is actually from Nigeria and is currently there. So. Those are the producers, Um, but I recorded the album here in my own living room. um, That's also doubling as my recording studio. (laughs) And I mixed it uh, myself, did a lot of the editing myself. And um, once it was in a place where I thought was generally pretty, you know, top-notch, I guess, maybe slightly industry standard, Um, I sent it off to get completely engineered and, um, mastered, uh, to, um, Skyline 909. Um, he also mastered my, my first project. So, um, it's been pretty awesome to like work beside him and, and like grow with him too. Like I think my first project, my first EP that came out, like it sounded great. Um, But this sounds this album sounds even better. And I think it's just a testament to like my own growth and to like Luke's
0: growth. I call him Luke,
1: (laughs) but Skyline 909's growth as well. So,
0: yeah, I think it sounds outstanding. And that's really what I wanted to hear you say, because we've talked about this before, you know, Mm -hmm. before I invited you on and like i don't have the skill to make a record at home i hire people for that like you sat there in your living room studio and recorded a record and mixed a record and that's not something that everybody can do y'all you should be shouting that from the rooftops uh self-recorded and self-mixed
1: yeah uh yeah i appreciate that thank you for like you know pouring into me in that way and encouraging me to like have confidence around that that skill because i used to downplay it
0: a lot well, still case, kind of do you listen to a lot of music because all of us that make music are music fans right so uh something that i feel like more people who like we would obviously like people to listen to our songs mm-hmm. but f- for the people listening man musicians that you like they make music because they love music which means we listen to a lot of music which means that you have things that you like and things that you don't like so as you are producing your own song if you don't think it's good enough you're going to work on it till it's good enough right i mean you're not gonna you don't want to put something out with your name on it that you wouldn't listen to yourself absolutely that's yeah. kind of how that's and that's musicians that's kind of how we approach it i listen to your record it it is, sounds like a modern hip-hop pop soul kind of record which is mm-hmm. You should be proud that that you have the skill set to make something like that because, you know, not all of us do. Mm Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. So here's what I want you to teach me because I don't... This is not a genre I write in, one. And as an old guy, like, I think when I think about making music, I think about a bunch of dudes in a room playing instruments. So this is a different... You're doing a different thing. So how do you get a song to go from when you come up with the idea for the song to this fully produced version that we hear on unfolding how how take me through the process for how you do that
1: yeah um it's different ways i would say my most um common process would be that a lot of times um i'll just ask producers who i feel aligned with um sonically to like send me um any beats that you know they have um if they're willing like I mean a lot of these people that I have relationships with they offer they're just like hey I want like see what you can do with this so that's really how I acquired a lot of these uh these beads um but I'll just I'll sit with it I'll be um by myself that's been my process for a long time is that I like to be in solitude and um it can range. I'll sit on my bed. I'll sit on the floor. I'll sit on my couch and I'll just have the song playing. And I'll, I have this one notebook, um, that all my songs so far have, um, been recorded in and I'll just sit and, um, I'll just start freestyling over it. Um, and sometimes it could look like me just like saying one line over and over again until I have even the courage enough to like keep, um going because like a lot of my music a lot of the things that I'm, I'm talking about is like very personal to me so sometimes it can be difficult and challenging to get out what I know that God is trying to get out of me um and so I have to like get out of my own way so that process sometimes can even look like look like me being like uh looking crazy in here sometimes um but Nonetheless, I I'm patient with myself and I just I allow myself to feel the music and allow myself to flow and start writing. Um and so once I I have a song, um and I usually come up with like the hook first. That's that's always usually my process too. I come up with the hook and then I create the story around the hook um or chorus. Um and so once I do that, um sometimes I'm super inspired that that same night I'll hit the mic or I'll even just let the song sit and I'll sing it, um, for weeks. Just when I'm, you know, doing mundane everyday activities, I'll just be singing the song that I just wrote just to become more familiar with it, just to make it feel like home to me. Um, and then I'll record it. And, um, from then, you know, I'll add all the extras, like the ad libs, the oohs and ahs, the the other melodies that are like in the background. Um, And then I'll start to mix. Um, And I do my best to um, make sure that like when I'm recording um, without it being mixed, that it's already in like a pretty good place um, as far as like making sure my volumes are correct. making sure that, you know, I don't have to do anything extra when it comes to like reverb or echoes or anything like that. I try to have all of that, you know, set, you know, right from the jump. Um, so I don't have to do super intense mixing. Um, and then once I get into a place where I'm like, this sounds actually really good. Um, and I, and I gauge that sometimes with like having it played in my car. So a lot of times I'll just go like, even if it's late, I'll go like sit in my car and listen to it. um, Cause that's where I I listen to a lot of my own music um, is in the car. So I'll sit in the car, um, listen to it. If I'm like, oh, this sounds great. I'll, you know, move on to the next song or I'll like make notes in my phone on different parts that I know I need to edit. And I will go back, edit, go back to my car, listen. And I'll keep doing that over and over again for a little while um, until I'm either satisfied or frustrated and I'll move on to another, another song. <laughs> um, but then after that, I'll just um, send it over to the engineer. Um, but I, I don't usually send it over to to Luke until I have like a full project or a full couple songs.
0: <laughs> how do you know when a song's done? Like, When <laughs> do you know to stop tinkering with it?
1: Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I think when I'm able, when I get goosebumps <laughs> from listening to my own voice, um, I have a pretty good ear, I would say, um, for music. I have a really good ear, not pretty good. I have a really great ear when it comes to music. So I know when something's off, I just, I just know. Um, but then I also have grown to this point where like, I'm not a super perfectionist anymore. So I also give myself a lot of grace and I also allow myself to have those moments where, Oh, that, that was kind of pitchy, but I'm actually kind of okay with how authentic that sounds. So I'll get out of my own way and I'll be like, okay, I'm okay with that. Like because that's just where I am now, you know, and so there's a lot of acceptance that has to go into me um, actually knowing when a song is done. But I know when, you know, I'm I'm at peace, really, when I hear it.
0: And you said you, you generally write the hook first. So when you start, what's the first thing you reach for? Like, let's say, let's imagine it's songwriting time. What mm-hmm. tool are you grabbing first?
1: Oh, uh I'm grabbing the the notebook and the pen first and then I'm either grabbing my phone to like play the song um through my speaker or even like through my um my TV. Um but that's usually the f- those are the first things that I'm grabbing. My notebook, my pen and whatever speaker
0: that I'm using to hear the the song. The first time I saw you do a show was at the Levitt last year, which mm-hmm. congratulations for being able to play that place. I, I have not been able to play there yet and I'm very jealous of <laughs> all of our pals in the in the music scene here in Dayton who have. What a cool what a cool venue to go to go sing at. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your experience uh being on that stage.
1: Yeah, for the record, that was the biggest stage that I had ever performed on <laughs> um, as it relates to me being a singer and songwriter and performer in that way. Um, that process and how well, how I felt, I would say like I was nervous Um I had never done anything like that before. That was my the longest set I've also ever performed. I think I yeah, it was an hour. Longest time. Um but because that was in my opinion like one of the biggest opportunities that I've ever had, I felt the need to also share the space as well. So that was one feeling that was coming um to me was that like yeah, I have all this time but like I also feel like I can share it. Um, And so I had other artists come into that space as well um, that I am like personal fans of. Um, But um, yeah, the process was a little overwhelming too. Like I, that was my first time also like, you know, performing that long also with a live band. Um, And mind you, I'm also an independent artist. So like I am my manager, I am my you know publicist i am um all of those things for myself and so um i yeah i was overwhelmed a little bit but mostly excited um and um yeah i learned a lot too with that process as well i learned like how long i actually need to give myself to practice and rehearse with a band um yeah, I hope that answered your question. Like I was kinda all over the place, but
0: yeah. Sounded great. I I really enjoyed it. And again, as an old person who likes to listen to people play instruments, I just love modern music and modern genres. know, I'm a rock and roll guy, but like, you know, pop and hip hop, I like it more when there's someone actually playing the instruments, especially live, right? It just hits it yeah. very live. All right, so I only have uh just a couple more questions um yeah it's weird because like when we hang out or talk music uh i don't bombard you with questions so next time (laughs) i have you on the podcast we'll have to make it more conversational and less like an interview but uh what did your childhood smell like
1: Mm, what did my childhood smell like gardenias
0: (laughs) For I, people, was literally- I know what those are but not everyone might know what those are can you tell you what those <laughs> yeah. are? yeah
1: well i would well okay so it's a flower but like i i never experienced the smell through the actual like flower i experienced it through like this specific lotion and body wash that i would use and i can't remember what brand it was but I don't know. I always used it, so like, and that was literally the first thing that came to my mind. So I'm like, "Gardenias." That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: So you just put out this new album, Mm -hmm. "Unfolding," which we want people to listen to, right? We should. Everybody go listen to the new record.
1: Yes, it's everywhere. It's streaming everywhere.
0: It's streaming everywhere. So what do you do next? Like right now, you still gotta Mm -hmm. promote, right? It's it's too new. Yeah. And if you don't like you said you're an independent musician if you don't promote it who will so Mm -hmm. you're going to be working hard on promoting this for for a few weeks or a few months Mm -hmm. but what do you what's the next thing you're going to do or do do you know yet
1: uh I have a yeah sort of I I'm super inspired by this album oh my gosh and it's also been really like well received and a lot of the feedback that I've gotten has been super thoughtful um so I'm inspired to like keep going and to kind of speed up my own process when it comes to putting out music. I'm so inspired to put out another project. I don't know if it's going to come out this year. I hope so. (laughs) That's, um, that's possibly the goal, but um, I've been writing since the albums come out. It's been three weeks today. I've been writing songs like nonstop. I think I have like five five new songs already um so i'm i'm writing like crazy i'm feeling super inspired and then um of course i am like um creating content so i have folks who came to the listening party and recorded it so like there's like videos that i gotta like review and look over so that they can help me create reels which i'm super grateful for um but um yeah, I would say my next thing right now that I'm sort of focusing on is a performance that's coming up. It's Porch Fest August 20th. And um, oh, I hope I don't get the address wrong. I believe I'm I am at 605 McLean, which um is the porch I'm gonna be performing on at six o'clock. So I'm you know kind of focusing on that. Um and because I have the new album out, I'm like, okay, what songs am I gonna sing from there? And yeah, just focusing on on that and also focusing on the creative event spaces that I want to host to help promote the album. I've had some pe- folks reach out like, hey, I want you to do something here in my space. And so that's been kind of exciting, too. So um, that's also something that I'm like focusing on for the fall.
0: Outstanding. So. I googled the uh, Porch Fest site while you were talking, so <laughs> I can confirm that you are indeed playing six o'clock at six o five McLean. Yeah, I have, got it right. Yeah, people who live in Dayton or the greater Dayton area, I'm going to talk to you for a couple seconds. Porch Fest is great. It's a neighborhood in Dayton, uh, Saint Anne's Hill, and a bunch of homeowners there have very kindly offered their front porches, which is where the name Porch Fest comes from. Sometimes their yard, but very kindly offered their homes to let independent musicians play on their property. This event is free for you to attend. Bring the whole family, bring your kids, bring your pets. It's outdoors in the neighborhood. It's very walkable. The music starts at 1.15 with a drum core. The independent artist block starts at two and every hour, the addresses change and the music changes. So starting at two and all the way through, it's like 6.50 PM. So you go see Mariah J. you'll be there till like 6.50 PM. Uh, Cause her set starts at six, uh, every hour on the hour, different address, different musician, anything you want to find is there. You like folk. There's folk. You like rap. There's rap. You like soul. There's soul. You like Mariah. I like Mariah. There's Mariah. Uh I might be playing that as well. Not mine, I am playing it, but we're not talking about me. We're talking about Mariah. No matter what kind of music you like, it's there at Porch Fest and again it's free. It's a great community experience. You should go and you should go see Mariah. I'm gonna go see Mariah. Right? This, was that a good advertisement, do you think?
1: That was great. Yeah. Good job.
0: <laughs> it's it's the kind of event that even if I wasn't playing I would go anyway. It's just so much <laughs> fun. So I hope I hope everybody comes comes to the event. So before we go, let's uh how do people find you online? How do people get in touch with you if perchance you would like them to do so?
1: Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at I am underscore Mariah J. That is also my Twitter handle. You can also follow me on Facebook under my stage name, Mariah J. And I also have a website. So not at the moment, but eventually I will be posting um, all of my upcoming shows and events on there. But my website is it's I T S Mariah dot com. Uh, so, yeah, that's where you can find me.
0: Awesome. Uh, thanks for your time today, Mariah. And how about let, let's let's talk about coming back sometime and we'll talk about some of the other things that you do. OK, yes,
1: yeah.
0: yes, yes. But in the meantime, everybody go listen to. Unfolding wherever music can be streamed. Thank you once again to Mariah J for spending some time to talk to me. Dear listener, I'm glad you were here as well. And if you happen to live in Dayton or near the Dayton area, in four weeks, I warmly invite you to come to Porch Fest. You can see me play a set at four, you can see Mariah J play a set at six. It's free and family-friendly, I promise you. Also, if you would be so kind as to like or subscribe to this podcast, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, I'd really appreciate that. That would be helpful. Thanks. Have a great weekend.